Jam in the AM. Well, there you have them. Your Achmiel begun Miami Boys off the Ut Ut CD here at Jam in the AM. As promised, after weeks of hearing about the 100 Voice Choir of Unity and about the show, two nights of Cholamoy, that'll include the Miami Boys Choir, the Miami Five, Simcha Liner, Mordechai Shapiro, the Yochi Britzman Orchestra, and more. Finally, Yerachmiel Begun is in our studio, and we get an opportunity to find out what this is all about and how he'll be spending his Tuesday night, Cholamoid in Brooklyn College, and a week from tonight, his Wednesday night, Cholamoid at Brooklyn College. Yerachmiel Begun, welcome back to JM in the AM. Shalom, shalom, shalom. So, how's life as the uh, conductor, founder, choreographer, and all the other stuff for the Miami Boys Choir? Well, you know what it means to do everything yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it is... um, it, we're finally here. We're finally here almost on the eve of the holiday and very, very close you know, to your latest innovation. You know, it's amazing how you say finally here. Like, I know I always tell my family, let's say it's three weeks before Pesach, and I always say, you know, it's plenty of time. Three weeks. It's three weeks. And then all of a sudden, it's two weeks. You know, there's plenty of time. It's two weeks. And then suddenly, it's Wednesday before Pesach. And I'm here at Menachem. And, and, and I said, how did I get here that fast? It's amazing. It's yeah. just amazing how it just creeps on you. It creeps on and then finally it's here. So that's why starting to plan six months in advance doesn't hurt. Yeah, it doesn't hurt. doesn't always help. Uh, <laughs> I watched the documentary, the one that you posted about the 100-voice choir of unity. It's quite a concept, quite an idea. You've seen it come to fruition. You're the one who can best judge till this point how they sound. And, of course, next week... Listeners and uh, those who are in the audience will be able to judge how they sound and what kind of impact they can make. It's a 100-voice choir of unity. You go to yeshivas all through the New York and New Jersey area. You're asking to audition boys in what? I guess, what, 4th through 7th grade? Does that make sense? 4th through 8th grade? 4th through 7th. 4th through 7th right, grade. Right. We stayed away from the 3rd grade. Because right. So you go through this entire process right. and accept some and reject many, right? Mm-hmm. In this whole process, which must be a very delicate thing in general to deal with. Most definitely. <laughs> Do you think you auditioned 1,000 kids to get to 100? I would say the number's got to be around 2,000. Around 2,000. It's got to be because a lot of schools. And you, and, and I, 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 I hate to get on a tangent here and not talk right. about the event, but I'm so sure. No problem. <laughs> you speak immodestly for a moment. You have this ability. Like I'll give you an example. I would love to be able to accurately uh, discover who who there in my industry has talent within seconds. I would love to be able to discover that and know what they're going to sound like when they're in front of a microphone hmm. or we know what they're going to sound like when, you know, when the pressure is on or when they've exhausted their first two minutes of dialogue and now they need five more minutes. And I'd love to know based on an audition pro- a short audition process. You're listening to 2,000 kids in what has to be a relatively short audition process. Extremely short. Are you able to, to hit the mark every well, time? Are you able to pick out, hey, well, that's a great point. I know that this kid's going to be able to handle this whole package and I know this one won't. I'll tell you the way I did it. I'll tell you what I did. It was different than my tryouts for Miami Boys Choir because Miami Boys Choir tryouts are much more elaborate. You know, when that, we're trying to pick out the best, you know, uh, uh, when Miami Boys Choir is like, a, you know, boys who can sing, that can dance, they, that, that the musicality level has to be unbelievably high. Performance level. Huh? Performance level. So even though I could try out a 10-year-old and he's nowhere yet ready to be into the Miami Boys Choir, but nevertheless... I have to be able to really spend two minutes, three minutes, five minutes with each kid and really see where, the, and to see really where the boy is, talent-wise and potential. You know, it's the potential of the kid. Now, the way I worked with the schools, Nachum, mm-hmm. was I went. Let's say, for example, uh, I went to a school and, and the the school brought in the class one class at a time, and they all sang. Had them all sing the same song together. One at, oh, well, well, first, I first right. had them sing it together. Really? A song that I knew they knew. Right. So which song did I figure would be the song that every class throughout every school in New York and Jersey would know? The high part of Hashem Melech. Right. I figured, who's not going to know that now? Right. Maybe in a year from now they'll forget it, but right now they know it. So what I would do is we 20 kids. Not, not, not every kid in the class would try out, but most would. First they'd sing it all together, and then one at a time they'd sing the high part, not the low part, not the middle part. So I would know 
whether the musicality level in the first level, that was a first level tryout in the school. The second level, to get accepted, they had to come to a special place, and that's where we had hundreds of kids come together. It was a second level. So if, let's say, for example, 10 classes, I tried out 20 kids a class. Right. That's 200 boys right. in a school. But at the end, after the second level, maybe only four kids made it. Oh my gosh. Maybe only four kids made it at oh the end. Gosh. So it was unbelievable. But at the time, let's say I picked out 10 from that 200. But right at the time, everybody's saying the same thing. It wasn't an, you know, so elaborate, but I could tell who was not in the parsha, right. who was not possible. But, if you, but as far as um, the idea of in your industry right. to be able to tell, I think you can. If somebody comes in front of a mic and starts talking... And you could tell right away if they're talking slow, they're talking clearly of expression. I wouldn't take you more than 10 seconds to know if they're possibly yes. Possibly. A possibly yes, I agree with. Definite no, you can tell in a 10 A possibly seconds. yes, I definite agree with. Yeah, no, definite you no, you can tell. Yeah, that's true. I'm that's telling true. you, you can't. Right. So the possibly yes would be when the I went on, on When I went on on dates a long, long time ago, should have dates, right? Long time ago. A lot of boys say the same thing. They know within the first 10 seconds, right. first three, whether it's no, whether it's going to be yes, it's another story. But a lot of times you can't tell. Yerachmiel Begun is here. The 100-voice choir of unity are the best voices chosen that he chose out of thousands from countless yeshivas in the New York, New Jersey area. They're coming together for a show of Achtas, an unprecedented world premiere contemporary performance. This show of unity is important to you. You wanted to incorporate this whole topic of unity into this Pesach show. Extremely, extremely important for a lot of reasons. Some we could talk about on the air, some not, but the idea of the, the idea of to, to be able to have boys from different yeshivas in these grades come together for a short amount of time every week from different yeshivas participating in a common activity under the right leadership of certain proper ashkafa does not exist in the Jewish world. Mm. I, wa I want to just repeat that idea. It doesn't exist. You will not have a boy from Hebrew Academy of Long Beach sitting next to a boy from MTJ, sitting next to a boy from Tarvadas, who's sitting next to a boy from YNJ. It just won't happen. And the reason is, is because in many ways we are a separated community. I mean, we go to camp. Everybody goes to different types of camps. There is no place where boys will come together to do anything common. Now, if, you, if there is such a place like that, let me know. I don't think there is in the from world any place where, where boys can come together do something together, learn, uh, let's say, whatever that activity is. I, I mean, I'm not even talking about a from activity. I'm talking about if it was a, a, a swimming. There's no such, you know, whatever that activity is. But here we're talking about something which has, I believe, a Torahic value. But there's no place where they come together, can share, and that they can learn from each other what's proper, and enjoying things together, a sense of camaraderie, a sense of obviously Israel. I don't think it exists. So maybe... It maybe it did exist 30 years ago, 40 years ago. I don't remember that. So I think that the fact that we have, a, and it wasn't originally, it was 200 kids together, and then eventually got whittled down. But the, the fact that week after week, these boys can come together, they help each other, looking out for each other, they're also focused on the right thing together. I think it's a fascinating thing, number one, not only from the point of the boys, but also from the community point where I think that it's, it's high time. I think it's high time that there should be... Um, more events and more things that, that families come together who are all within the spectrum of what we call a from year of a haftal recha kamocha, like the Gemara says, haftal of a reacha kamocha. What's a reacha? Reacha be mitzvahs. If you're keeping Torah and mitzvahs, that's haftal recha kamocha. So where is that camaraderie? And I think that that's something very important to me. I see it more and more needed today. You know, people talk about achdus. Well, this is, you know, something that can be done. And I hope that organizations that run conventions and do other things will start thinking about this a little bit more and start thinking about where is the opportunity for the common ground where people can be coming together within the banner of, of Torah mitzvahs, that people can come together and to be able to start to do things together and, and, and to be able to share that and to move forward with that. And I think there'll be a lot of advantages to that, to both, to all sides. Unity often is only uh, accomplished uh, during difficult and troubling times, and during good times, it's a very difficult task. So uh, it, it's a it's it's a 
It's a job. It's a job to try to do this. I can tell you that much. Uh, the symbolism behind the 100 Voice Choir of Unity, though, is much appreciated. It's all these voices coming together in this unprecedented world premiere contemporary performance. Can Brooklyn College hold 100 choir members on stage at the same time? It's interesting that you should say that because when I had a meeting with Brooklyn College, I never really meet with them in advance. But I had a meeting with them a month ago to explain to everybody, the lighting people, the stage people, what we're doing. So one guy pops up who's stage manager says, we have special choral risers that we barely ever use. Hmm. He says it was used three years ago and eight years ago. I said, what kind? They're, they're special risers, four-level risers. There are very short steps. Right. Because if it's long steps, then it's too far away. Correct. So they have these things called Wenger Coral Risers. And they have these <clears throat> Wenger Coral Risers that really, fill up, that really do it. It's like 20 per riser on four levels. And you put you know, six of them across. He says, we could do even 200 if, if possible. We've done that many years ago. I think a gospel thing they did. So I didn't even know they had that before I had the meeting. I had like a different plan. So they have that to set up for that. Sound-wise, everything-wise, it's still a challenge how to get it right. Yeah, of course. And, and within the context of the show, I mean, here you have the regular Miami Boys Choir doing their thing, introducing new songs, uh, moving forward. Unbel the, the, the Miami group is just, you know, so professional now. They've done so many shows, and they're so, like, great stage performers. Simcoline is coming, and he's going to do really a major part of the show, six, seven songs he's doing, and in both halves of the show. And after that, he runs to New Jersey. Right. <laughs> right. And then, uh, so you have Yachim Brissom, August Joy, Mordechai Shapiro, who's a, a, a former Miami boy, right. who's now at his own album and doing really well, making a name for himself. So it's a big show. And then there has to be a way. And that was what the meeting was about. How do you get that stage turned around? For the, for the 100 voices. And yes, they're quite capable of pulling it off. If 100 voices sound good, do they also look good? Will it be a spectacular sight to see them on stage? A visual experience. Right. And I think you hit upon a, a really important point. You could see from the video, which we put out, right. that the energy that they put out, this is not a standing choir, you know, like a choral thing. This is a pop performance, sort of. To say. I usually don't use that word, but it's sort of like it's a contemporary performance, a moving performance. It's even a little bit choreography they're doing, but it's a really happening, moving, exciting performance. They're not a background choir. You know, most choirs of large numbers are background behind a singer. This is not a background choir. This is. They are the lead. They are the power. They are. They are, they are the ones that are coming out. In fact, I don't want to give it away, but. The way we're going to be handling solos is going to be completely different than anything anybody's ever seen before. You know, mm. from Miami show, the solo comes out, he comes back. Right. He comes out. No, it's going to have to be done differently. So this is a very happening, exciting uh, uh, thing. And what, what makes it even more exciting is that all the principals, or most of the principals of the Yeshivas, are coming to the show. To see the kids. To be there to support many members of the, many family members, teachers, maybe all these are coming to the show. And, and it's just going to be more than, it's more than a concert, Nachum. It's going to be more than a concert. Uh, there you go, everybody. It's, uh, it's an exciting, exciting endeavor. And it's happening at Brooklyn College, Tuesday night, Cholomite, and Wednesday night, Cholomite, the 100 Voice Choir of Unity, Miami. The Miami Five, Sim Chaliner, Mordechai Shapiro, Yochi Brisman Orchestra, Yerachmiel Begun leads the entire thing. Go to jewishtickets.com for information about all of this. Go to jewishtickets.com. Information about both nights is up there on the site. All right, take a break, do a little bit of music. More coming up. Yerachmiel Begun is here. This is JM in the AM.
Yerachmiel Begun is here. It's JM in the AM. Ut Ut is the title track to that album, and the 100 Voice uh, Choir of Unity is the subject for right now, as that is the centerpiece of the big show coming up twice on Tuesday night and on Wednesday night, Cholamoy to Brooklyn College next week. JewishTickets.com is the best way, place, right? Best place people get information. Yeah, I mean, you can you get Jewish tickets uh, is really the center point these days of, of, of you know, do you want to get a phone number? Or do, I, do I know the number by heart? The, the, you can give out the number. You can give out the number if you have it. All right, we'll get to that in a second, <laughs> as soon as I find it. Uh, Miami uh, Boys, of course, as you said, in the full performance. Miami Five, I guess, are five boys who are... Right, five select... Well, it's not exactly select. I don't want to give it away, but it's, it's, mm. a, it's a five concept within Miami Boys Choir. Okay. So it's like a, a different approach to their performance. And the standard Miami performance in the last... <clears throat> seven years, eight years, is that they, each one has their own mic. They perform, they dance around the stage. Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Or choreography, etc. Miami Five is like a different approach to kids performing. Uh, without giving it away too much, it's not based on choreography. Okay. It's based on the a non-choreographical type of approach, more of an individualistic approach. Non-choreographical. All right. Is, is there such a word? Is there such a word? There is now. So Miami Five, <laughs> Miami Boys Choir, we mentioned some Collider and Mordechai Shapiro. The 100 Voice Choir of Unity, you just pointed out to me off the air, has received tremendous reaction and support from many of the principals out there and those who, you know, who want to give additional you know, out-of-the-classroom type education to students in our area. You know, those who who want to teach good lessons, and sometimes it's required, you know, to do those things outside the classroom. We've got a lot of support from the principals. Tremendous, tremendous support. I'll give you uh, just one or two examples, one or two stories that happened. You know, um, he doesn't like when I call him exactly by Rabbi Besser. He doesn't like that. I, he says... Uh, hey, Manhattan Day School. Right, Manhattan Day School, but I'm sorry I have to call you Rabbi this morning. Uh, and, and he was such a... So, so he was... You know, it was unbelievable when, when I spoke to him and I called him and came down there to the school. This goes back in end of December, beginning of January. Yeah. So coming to the school, and he, had, he has his own choir. Matt and Day School has right. a, be- a beautiful choir. They were in the... Uh, Led by a lady, by the way, which I didn't know that I walked in. Right. Who... Karen Deitchman. Whose son was in Miami. Oh, is that funny? Which you knew it was, which goes back to, um, you know, a, a good number of years ago, her kids oh, were in the yeah. choir. Anyway, so coming over there and... The kids are singing, and they're doing songs. The Rabbi Besser is standing there the entire rehearsal, and then when I started to try out the kids, he was there speaking to each kid. I mean, he had plenty of what to do. He's running a big, big school, right. but he spent the time, I think it was 40 minutes, 40 minutes being there together. Other teachers were there. Everybody's together, supportive, speaking to the kids, how good of a thing it is, and then became the process of separation, sort of to say who was in is not. But his whole approach from the beginning to the end, every time I spoke to him, was his encouragement of the idea of what could he do to be you know, helpful to make this more successful and, 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 and what the project is going to be. I also invited some of the, the principals, not all of them was able to, at the end of rehearsals of the boys, I would ask some principals to come down for the last five minutes and speak to all the hundred boys and give a Devar Torah, Devar Chizik to all the hundred boys. We would try to invite them down. Not to, not to be like, okay, we came to the school and that's it. We wanted to be, have an integration sort of between the principals to come together. So anyway, the end of the story is a week and a half later, I went to Yeshiva Har Torah, which is in, uh, in Queens, Yeshiva Torah over there, Rabbi Rosenthal. Extremely, as uh, unbelievable, has opened up the whole school, brought in class after class into a, sp- a separate room. Anyway, who walks into the room? Karen Deitchman. Ah. <laughs> she she was there on that Tuesday, and she's the music the, teacher. teacher in that school. <laughs> that was like funny. So then she's you know we're talking about the whole idea, and then she has a performance, and you know how do you do a hundred kids at once and such. And she does seventy and eighty inches. So it was interesting, and, and then in Haratara, I mean, it was unbelievable. That's a very large school, the Shiva mm-hmm. I don't know if it's 500 boys, 700 boys, very large. Must have tried out, uh, I don't know, it was uh, two, three classes per grade, so do the numbers there. Right. And at the end, it wound up being about eight boys, you know, came out at the end. So, right. But the, the, the principals, the way they were, and the teachers, and the Rebbies, it was everybody together, because they all recognized, I think, from what they said, that... An opportunity for this intermingling 
was not just singing together. There was a certain acceptance factor, a, a certain different styles coming together, a lot of different aspects that, listen, it's all under, under the banner of what we said of Achdus, but it's, it's more than, you know, just Achdus in words, so Achdus in action. So I think that the, the, the principles were, um, you know, some, I'll give an example, one principle. We have a couple of boys, twins, I think they're not, they're not twins, no, they're brothers, coming from Hillel, in Deal, New Jersey. Wow. Hill and Deal, New Jersey. Now, that's a trip. Oh, yeah. And we have boys from 23 schools, approximately. 23. In the 100 voices. Right. And one boy is coming from, let's say, from, from uh, I don't even know the town, Piscataway. Uh, uh, I think it's called Piscataway. Where's Piscataway located? In Central Jersey. Central Jersey. Right. From one boy, from one school. Only one came from that school. And, but this, uh, from Hillel, and this Dr. Katz. He was in touch with me and said, what can I do to make this helpful? They decided to make a whole announcement in the school and the whole thing and the emails. To do. And at the end, it came out only two boys. It's a smaller school, but they were so excited to think to be part of such a thing. They loved the idea of being part of this. And, and it wasn't just, you know, uh, um, you know, the fact that, okay, you know, which boy do you want? And that's it. No, it wasn't that way at all. They sent me video of, let's say, on a phone video of... 30 kids singing, and they made a whole thing in the classroom, they made an announcement, and, and the assembly, I mean, what this was, school after school was doing this type of thing, so it was very encouraging. You know, the idea came to me in November, but I didn't start implementing, it's like called schools at the end of December. I started to say, you know, would you be interested possibly for me to come? Then they say, 100%, what are you talking about? We it was like, I, didn't ex I wasn't sure what the reception would be, yeah. so I just called one at a time, and, and it went from there. There you go. Yerachmiel Begun is here. The 100-voice choir of unity is going to be the uh, much-talked-about aspect of his upcoming show Tuesday night and uh, Wednesday night Cholomoed in Brooklyn College. It's the Miami Phenomenon 2, it's being called. And, of course, it also includes Miami Boys Choir, the Miami Five, Simcha Leiner, Mordechai Shapiro, the Yochi Brisbane Orchestra. Information, go to jewishtickets.com. All these voices come from, as you heard, a, what did you say, 20, how many schools? 26? About 23. 23. 23, 23, 23 schools from the New York, right. New Jersey area. And I had another five schools, six schools that wanted, but I had already picked the kids. Like, I couldn't keep going because I was afraid that what would happen is I would get, because I, I didn't know where to stop a number. I mean, think about the fact that I was, it was a first process, a second process. So yeah. I had 222 boys, I think 222, that had been accepted for first level. But then I had to come to the second level and see how they do in a group and how they do in the third level, second practice, third practice. But I couldn't remain with 200 boys. I knew it would whittle down. So in the process, other principals called and said, can we join? I said, I, I can't, I can't right. do this. Because I, and I knew at the end I had to get down to about 110, 115. And then there would be boys going away for Pesach. Oh, right. So That's then, a problem. Right. So it, it was sort of like in the dark. You know, how to, how to figure that out. Right. right. So it was a difficult part. And, and at the end, to wind up around with 100 after Pesach and how many boys would go right for Pesach, it's impossible to know that. Um, so, so it was, a, you know, a delicate thing. Who had the privilege of telling those boys who didn't make it that they were not continuing to the next level? The same person that had the privilege <laughs> to tell them that they were in. <laughs> but I had to do it very delicately. I can only Much imagine. more delicately than a Miami tribe. I could only imagine. Much more delicately than a Miami In fact, I'll tell you one thing. This is an interesting story. One school, I will not mention the name, and I learned a little bit of a lesson from this. One school in, in uh, where should I say it? Okay. Uh, Whatever. In the in New, New York, York, New Jersey, New Jersey area. Yeah. Called the principal. Fantastic. It's great. We happen to have a choir rehearsal today. He says, we have our own choir. Come on down. You could try out the kids. So I come down to the school. This has got to be in the middle of January or something. I come into the school. He's got 50, 40 kids, and the whole school is like no more than 100 kids. Right. Okay. And I'm trying out these 40 kids. Right. And I'm trying out these 40 kids. And then one at a time, I'm saying who's in, who's not. Right. And who's not, you know, could sit there, who's in, could sit there. Right. Okay. I get a call from the principal the next day, says there was two parents who were very upset. Because I said at the time who was in and who was not. Right, should have waited that. And other principals told me that they wanted me to say right. it on the, the spot. They wanted that, and but this principal told me that there was a couple parents very upset by that. So I realized, like till then, I think he was the sixth school that I had gone to at that time. 
So you have to ask them what system right. they want. Right. I didn't ask that originally. I didn't, you know, maybe each school, the sensitivity, the parent body, a little, everybody's right. a little different mentality, approach of a principal. Should kids face it? Should they not face it? Everybody's different. I hadn't asked it. And he, I, he didn't think of asking me. Right. So I learned that lesson a little bit that you have to ask in advance and find that out. Your Achmiel Begun is here, the 100 Voice Choir of Unity with uh, students from uh, thousands of, uh, of possibilities. Uh, whittled down to 100 students from Yeshiva to New York and New Jersey are coming together to show Achdus in an unprecedented world premiere contemporary performance. It is the centerpiece of the big show, Phenomen- Miami Phenomenon 2. Tuesday night and Wednesday night, Cholamoy. We should note that the Tuesday night performance will be a drop earlier. Is that the way it's That's a great, great point that you just said. There's a whole story behind that. I do want to talk to you about that okay. and, uh, and talk to the audience about this. The first show starts 6.45. Okay. Sharp, by the way. Wednesday night will be later. No, 7.45, it's going to be sharp. Both shows are starting sharp. In fact, the second show, no, the second show we moved up to 7.30. Okay. But the first show being 6.45... Now, I, I want to talk to you about the Nachman in Jewish music history of concerts. You're in this business since 1982, I think. 1981? 83. 83, okay. 81 if you include my college years. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Which some people do. Now, yeah. this is a question you never thought about probably, but just by gut. You're, you're announcing shows, you MC shows 33 years. How many night shows on Chalamoid started earlier than 7.45. It was rare. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't rare outside of Brooklyn. In Brooklyn, it was very rare. I'll tell you the answer. You saw ne- you'll say never. Zero. Right. There was never a show. There was a, there was a, there was a Masora handed down. That you can't start for 7.45. So there was some, and I, was, you know, I wasn't the first person to make concerts in the, in the, in the middle of the 80s. Right. In the mid-70s, all concerts started 7.45. Don't ask me exactly why. There was the concept was, you're running around on Pesach, right. and you're not going to be. And then gotta oh, feed everybody dinner. Right, it's a and, late day. Right. And then all of a sudden something hit me this year. Hit me like this. Here are boys coming from 23s and family coming from 23 schools from all over New York, New Jersey. They want a show that starts at 7:45. That's going to end at 11, and they got to take an hour trip back to La- to to Lakewood or to 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 to, to Teaneck and to and to far out and to Great Neck and who knows what. I said, one second. Maybe this is no good for them. So I, we made this show. I said, you know, let's make it 6.45. I called a couple of parents. I said, what would be the right time? So a couple of them, all oh, 6.30, 6.45, made it 6.45. Then the most fascinating thing happened. When people started to buy tickets from the regular crowd, not, not the parents of the choir, the regular crowd, Tuesday was selling much more than Wednesday. Now, the reason for that can only be the time, starting time. Because... If you think about it, I could tell you in 35 years of doing concerts, the second show always sold more than the first show. Correct. For lots of reasons. People go away for two-day trips. People think the second show is better. All kind of reasons. And suddenly, the Tuesday, and that's how right now the Wednesday show is starting to catch up. And it's starting to get equal. But Tuesday is so strong. And and I could tell, because you'll have 8, 10, 15 people, big groups coming, or big families coming. Why do they have to go to sleep so late for? Why? What's the 7.45 ending 11 o'clock? And then, and, and then the same thing for Brooklyn parents who have families and maybe have, you know, middle to upper age kids. So the whole idea that, okay, we have to spend the whole day running around. And I think that the 7.45 started based on the idea that back in the 70s, mostly everybody lived in Brooklyn. Yeah. And that's when, when the Jewish community grew out. And, now it's and you're expecting people to come from all these different places. You right. need to give them time to do so. Right. And this was just never done. Right. So that was sort of a, a, a byproduct that came out of, uh, of the whole 100-voice uh, choir. So Tuesday is 6.45, Wednesday at 7.30. More coming up. Your Achmiel Begun is here, and this is JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. with your Achmiel Begun in studio. Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Cholamoy, Brooklyn College. 100 Voices, Miami, etc., including Simcha Liner and Mordechai Shapiro in the Ochi Brishman Orchestra. There you go. <laughs> J.M. in the A.M. All right, what else did you want to mention to us regard before we talk? Because there's another show I want to mention with you here, which we'll get to in a moment. Anything else about the Brooklyn performances we need to know yeah i'd like to mention about the fact that um you know simple liners on the show right. are doing you know performing on both halves doing six seven songs are quite a very popular performer right now oh, in Jewish yeah. music is uh you know and his producer is yachi brisman correct and, um been working with him closely lately on a lot of a number of different projects and so i decided to make Yochi's orchestra, Yochi Brisman orchestra, to be the orchestra on the show, which is really the first time. And, uh, you know, obviously, Yochi, you know, is learning the Miami stuff now. It's the first time he's playing the Miami stuff and his orchestra. But I'm really, you know, excited about this. He has, he has obviously, everybody knows his style and his uh, flavor that he brings. And um, it's a little bit of a precursor to a big announcement that's going to be made at the concert. Mm. In regard at the concerts, in regard to the n- upcoming Miami album, all right, which uh, we're doing two new songs from Miami Boys are doing two new songs, and the 100 Voice Choir of Unity is doing two new songs as well that were specifically composed with the themes in mind for the 100 Voice, as well as doing some popular songs and other type of stuff. So very excited about the. Um, the coming together of uh, you know Simcoline and Yerchi, and together with you know the whole show and the whole sym- symmetry sort of to say of uh, of, the, of the concert. Plus uh, Mordechai Shapiro, the Miami Five, Miami Boys Choir, of course, and that Hundred Voice Unity Choir, which is uh, certainly yeah. getting everybody's attention out there. That's for sure. Right. All right, uh, there are there's another show that's going to be happening over Holomo. Did you want to mention correct? And that yeah. is the one. Let me pull it up here. That is the one that mm-hmm. will be. Uh, uh, where am I here? That is the one that will be in Brooklyn on Monday and Tuesday, Cholamoy. This is a daytime show. A right. daytime show. Right. Uh, Bello, the great uh, circus performer, Barry Weber, NYBC, the Torah Kids, and Uncle Maishi are all together at the Millennium Master Theater in Brooklyn on Brighton Beach Avenue with a full stage set and LED screen projection. Cholamoid, Monday and Tuesday, a three-hour show, both days beginning at 1.30 p.m., right? Right, it's a three. It's a uh, three-hour show. It's something that we did on Circus. We did Cirque Miami, right. uh, and uh, people really like the idea of in Brooklyn, a three-hour show. Right. In other words, you know, daytime shows, <coughs> excuse me, have uh, historically been short shows, like hour and twenty-minute shows, right. hour and four, uh, an hour and a half the most, and that has an advantage in some way if somebody wants it short and sweet. Right. But. People have come and said, listen, I have to take my kids again somewhere. I have to take my family, my kids again somewhere because an hour and a half doesn't take care of the day. So we started with Cirque Miami on Circus and it was really received well. Um, we did these three-hour shows, 1.30 to 4.30, and uh, at, we had different acts, and Miami was part of that show. This, mm-hmm. this time uh, we got Bello. Everybody in the Jewish world knows Bello. He's, oh, yeah. He's uh, Bonham Bailey's main guy. He's, he's on all the shows. He has his own show right now in Manhattan. And the only way I was able to get him, he's at a place called the Victory Theater in Manhattan. He's doing his own show. But the only way to get him, because he ha- they happened to not have him working Monday and Tuesday. Huh? And he's doing like, I think, 40 shows or 30 days in a row or something like that. And they, for some reason, it was a dark Monday and a dark Tuesday. I don't know why, obviously. Uh, so I wanted. And, and then I just called him up. And his first reaction was, this goes back, I called him back in January. He said, I'm not available. He said, I'm going to be at this theater. So I said, okay, fine. Then I decided on a whim just to look online and just to see. I look online, I see all the, the 40 shows, and I see the Monday and Tuesday are not, and there's no shows. So I called him back. I said, you know there's no shows the Monday and Tuesday. Call him, he said, I didn't know that. I was just hired for this. He was the whole stretch, right? stretch. So I got, I took, I grabbed him because he's unbelievable in his show that he does. I mean, it's just, he's just one of a kind. And then the Torah Kids, which, you know, the new album, Benny and the Torah Kids, which came out 
on uh, you know before Sukkot, which was so well received, and now they have a Pesach song. They have other stuff that we're doing, you know, uh, for the show. And of course, then I spoke to Ding, who was here before, but uh, I didn't speak to him before. I mean, right, I understood, him, right? And we worked out something to bring Uncle Moishi on. So now Uncle Moishi and the Torah kids together on the same show, first time ever together with Bella, and then put the New York Boys Choir on with Yitzi Bolt's choir. And there's a lot of exciting music from him. So all together, put together this unbelievable three-hour show, and that's going to be Monday and Tuesday at the Millennium. Whoever's been at the Millennium knows about that theater. It's a close-in theater where everybody is close in. The big screen, the LED theater, the screen makes everybody feel very close in. It's the Im- images that get put up, and beautiful you know, designs and pictures that tie into the songs. So, and the sound, sound system there at the Millennium is great. So, you know, parking is an issue a little bit. We did find a, um, a municipal parking lot, uh, really eight-minute walk away, a beautiful municipal, it holds like about a couple hundred cars. So, uh, and they're having valet parking also available. Oh. So we're able to deal with that. And uh, really, those two shows are, you know, very strong shows for a daytime show at Brooklyn, Mr. Shemachalamai. All right, Bello, Tari Kids, Uncle Maishi, uh, Barry Weber, NYBC, all together in this Holomoid Spectacular. It's Monday and Tuesday in Brooklyn at the Millennium Master Theater. The three-hour show begins at 1.30 p.m. Information 718-419-6080, 718 6080, and of course, you could also uh, uh, go ahead and um, and head to jewishtickets.com for all the information. All right, I guess we'll wrap up with the Miami selection. Or, oh, you want to wrap up with the Simcolano selection, I think you mentioned? Uh, what do you want to do? I could do a Simcolano selection. I think that he's an uh, integral part of the show, and uh, very happy to have him. And uh, both concerts, and I, I heard that Ding said over the story... Of the, pos- of, of the Tuesday where he had yeah. originally four shows and it turned into three. That proves his popularity, huh? Right, most definitely. And uh, the way it works out is that he's going to be on both hairs by me. And since the Tuesday show starts early right. uh, and the New Jersey show starts later, right. he can be ending over there and still be able to do a full show by, by us. So I, I think we're really excited about that and about both shows. The new ground we're breaking with the 100 Voice Choir and everything. And I just wanted to be able to say, like Rabbi... Um, I think it was uh, Rabbi Channelis uh, from Derech HaTorah said on the video, he says, what an appropriate time. He says, Yitzhiyas uh, Mitzrayim, everybody coming out of Mitzrayim, he said. And they all came together, Kish Echad, into Tarasina. What beautiful time on Chalamay Pesach is to have a choir of unity on Chalamay Pesach. So I'd like to wish everybody a Aziza um, Pesach, whatever they say, a Kasher sure. Pesach, and that it should be a time of, uh, you know, of good things for us and for our community. Amen. 100 Voice Choir of Unity. That's the centerpiece of the Tuesday night and Wednesday night shows at Brooklyn College. And, uh, of course, as we said, the uh, Millennium Master Theater is the uh, location for the full-length three-hour shows during the day, starting at 1.30 p.m. on Monday and Tuesday. And you can get all this information if you go to jewishtickets.com. All the info is there. Yerachim Elbegun, I thank you. Chakashav Sameach to you. Yeshikach, what you've done. We're... We're very into the concept of unity these days, and uh, if this helps unify people or at least bring the message to people, then believe me, you've accomplished a great deal. It's a difficult Thank topic, you. unity, that's for sure. Most definitely. Thank you very community. much, Nachum. And coming from you means a lot to me. I appreciate that. Simcha Liner will close out this segment. You are listening to JM in the AM.
He's Simcha Liner, very popular these days, as we've discussed through the morning, that's for sure.